Hello friends, I'm Vance Rains, Senior Pastor of First Church Coral Springs. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this is a source of inspiration and faith as you grow in your walk with Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. It's great to be here. Uh, my name is Josias, Josias if you prefer. Uh, it's great to be here, like I said. Uh, some of you know, uh, or may not, um, we had the opportunity to spend Christmas with family this uh, past Christmas uh, over in Canada. And so, um, we, like I said, it's, it was a, an incredible experience. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, please continue to pray for my family. They're still there. Um, but it was, it was a, a, a time for um, being with family, like I said. It wasn't uh, too much about get, going to going places, but it was more about family and uh, receiving our, our new niece in our family uh, and cooking a lot of tamales, and I filled it this morning. Uh, so it was great. But um, as we knew that we were going to uh, Canada, we start planning, planning presents, planning clothes, which is not a regular clothes, uh, planning all those details that, uh, for our trip. And um, it occurred to me that some way, somehow, once we come out of the hype of Christmas, of all the craziness, that time in between Christmas and New Year, Sometimes we're filled with excitement, but sometimes we're filled also with anxiety for what is to come. So, um, like I said, it's logical to think that we're thinking about our goals, what this new year is going to bring. And um, I grew up with a mother who had a saying for everything. And my mom had a saying that I'm pretty sure you, you've heard and you know, that says, if you fail to plan, you're actually planning to fail. And uh, there's a lot of truth in that, obviously. Um, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the cost of being a disciple in chapter 14, verse 28. And he says, suppose one of you wants to build the tower. Wouldn't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? And like I said, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples about the cost of being a disciple. However, we cannot avoid the broader application of this passage as we consider um, our goal settings for next year. And we're going to do a little exercise. Uh, pull up your bulletin. In your bulletin, there is uh, a little uh, yellow card. Uh, I have mine somewhere over here. Yes, right here. Um, so that yellow card has two sides. One says 2018, and the other one says 2019. So we're going to work on the 2018. By the way, this is for you to keep. Don't, don't worry about it. So you can be brutally honest on it because this is for you. We're not going to collect it or anybody. Nobody's going to see it by you. So on 2018, I, I'll give you 30 seconds to write things that at the beginning of this year, you thought you were going to accomplish. 
Whether it happened or whether it didn't happen, uh, we're going to have a time of prayer and we're going to learn how to retweak that, uh, that goal for this year. So we're going to face only on 2018 for now. So go ahead and do it. Uh, I'll give you 30 seconds to do that. Uh, maybe something, like I said, that you just want to be grateful about it for. Uh, go ahead, do it. I'm looking at you, looking at me like, what am I supposed to do? Come on, you can do it. You know how to do that. And put it over there on the side. We'll, we'll continue to work with it, okay? So this passage continues on verse 31st, and Jesus says, Or suppose a king is about to go to work against another king. When he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000. When I think about that, it's like, okay, Jesus kind of gave, gave us the introduction, but now it's taking it to the next level. Now we're talking death or life, right? We're talking about a war going, and we need to decide whether we're going to survive or not. And when I try to make sense of this, or trying to make sense of this, I have to go and uh, look some wisdom. So I have to go to Proverbs. And some of you that know me know that Proverbs and I have uh, an interesting relationship. Because when I was little, my mom, and I've done something that I'm not supposed to, my mom will put me on a room, ask me to read one chapter of Proverbs, and then she will show me who's in charge. <laughs> and so Proverbs and I, like I said, have an interesting relationship. However, this one, Proverbs 21st, verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as hate leads to poverty. Uh, as I was writing this uh, sermon, I, I remember one time uh, back in my home in Honduras, uh, the garage door, the garage, it's kind of like on a hill. And uh, I had a neighbor that always parked his car outside of my door. And that, that was very difficult. And so one day I'm kind of running and I open the door and the car is there. So I open the door of my car and storm out. But I forgot to put the emergency. And so my car just came down with the door open and it just made a mess. And so I understand when it says when we do things in haste lead us to poverty because needless to say that cost me a little bit of money. But I learned not to do that anymore. Uh, anyway, so like I said, as we are thinking on our goal settings for this year, I uh, told uh, Pastor Cheryl uh, what I was gonna, what I was envisioning, and she said, "Oh, you, you should, you should check this person." And I did. It turned out I had the book, and I, I know a little bit of him. So uh, I'm gonna be talking a little bit on um, the goal settings of Michael Hyatt. Uh, some of you may know or may not know him. He's an author of many books, 
blogger and uh, former chairman of CEO of Thomas Nelson Publication. This is his intellectual property. It's not mine, but I think it's just appropriate for us to review it this morning. So I'm going to go over what he calls the beginner's guide for goal settings for this uh, new year. So that's what we're going to be working on the other side of our car. And so he has uh, five very um, easy, easy if you're able to apply them, principles of how to set goals for this, year, for this new year. And like I said, I'm going to talk to them very quickly. You can go look for him uh, online and go in depth as, as you wish later on today. The first one says, keep them few in number. Have you ever seen somebody who at the end of the year is ready to conquer the world? And that desire normally lasts about January the 30th. So we need to keep them in balance. Seven to ten goals is what he normally recommends across your life, your entire life, whether it's work, relationships, or whatever. Seven to ten goals. And one uh, uh, good key element that you can use to do that is you can uh, look for that one goal that if you fulfill that goal, is going to push the rest of your life forward. In my particular case, it's quiet time. I need to intentionally look for quiet time. And I know some of you are the same. Uh, if you see me, I have my computer, my iPad, my phone, and some of you are probably have a second phone, and then uh, uh, parents are now drivers of their kids going back and forth in multiple jobs, and we have no quiet time. I'm not saying that should be your goal, but that is my goal. Because I know that when I'm able to focus, then I'm able to be more productive. Now remember also this is a work, a work in process. This is not set in stone. This is what I want to accomplish. But as we go on on our lives, we, we might decide, well, I maybe need to change this a little bit. It's a work in progress. Second, make them smarter. Make them smarter. This is a um, variation of the well-known SMART uh, acronym. Uh, Michael Hyatt says that it's the SMART acronym. His is SMARTER. So um, we, like I said, it's an acronym. So basically, each word represents something. So the S stands for specific. Know exactly what is it that you want to accomplish. Because like I said, we, we want to conquer the world. Okay, how do we do that? We do it by bus, by, by walking, or by train. Uh, know exactly what it is that you want to accomplish. Measurable. Make it measurable. Put a number on it. Um, I'm sorry I have to speak about this, but January is the best month for gyms. Everybody wants to sign up in a gym. Everybody wants to lose weight. So that's good. But if you want to lose weight, put a number on the amount of pounds you want to, want to lose. Not just go like, well, I want to lose weight. No. Set how many pounds you want to lose. If you want to run, set up how many runs you want to, you want to run. If you want to pay a debt, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to pay all my debt. No. Have a plan of how to do that. We have people that help us how to do that. Third, 
Every goal should be actionable, meaning there's an action involved, not just broad. Well, I want to run. Okay, how much? How much I want to run? Oh, I, I, I want to quit something. Or I just, oh, I, I want to be more proactive. Okay, what does that mean? Put a number on it. Put an action on it. And number four, be realistic about it. Some of you know that I like uh, biking, but the idea of uh, making to the Tour de France this year is pretty unlikely, right? Uh, so make it, make it realistic. Uh, every goal, goal um, that, we, that we think of should stretch us a bit, but not so much that we're not able to fulfill it and we will get frustrated and get instead of um, going somewhere with it. Um, put a time bound. If you don't put a due date, it's just going to linger there and we're never going to get to it. Uh, I know you guys don't know nothing about that. I'm the only one who kind of put things uh, until the last minute, right? Um, make it exciting for you personally. Uh, one thing that I say, you, you can lose weight because your wife wants you to lose weight. You can, uh, basically, you can do anything that is not, that you can own yourself. So it has to be exciting for you. And so like in my case, like I said, I, no, nobody really enjoy going to the gym. But I like biking, so I like, I, I, I go, I do spinning, and well, I'm there, so why not do some weights or run on the treadmill? But I have something that actually drives my goal. Uh, if you're thinking about paying debt, well, pick a, uh, a place that you want to visit once you're debt free. Uh, in my case, sometimes I, I pick a nice shirt that I know once I lose, X amount of pounds, I'm going to be able to wear it. But it's something that keeps me going every day. Number seven, or R, stands for make it relevant to your season of life. As some of you know, we, uh, I have twin daughters. And so uh, now I'm able to go and spend an hour in the gym. But when they were little, if I tell my wife, I'm going to the gym for an hour, uh, I don't think that's going to go very, very good. So make it uh, relevant to your season of life. If you're able to do that, great. If, but there are other things that are relevant to your own season where you are. So that's the acronym, the acronym for make them smarter. Number three on the um, goal settings, write them down. Write them down. Um, professor of psychology, Dr. Gail Matthews uh, from Dominican University of California, she made a study that those who write the go their goals are 42% more likely to achieve their goals. Only by writing them. You don't have to do anything else. Just write it down, and you have 42% higher possibility of achieving your goals. Number four, 
review them frequently. That's why I gave you this. Like I said, we're not going to collect. But this is such a small place, uh, paper that you can keep it somewhere. Keep it in your Bible, keep it in your car, keep, put it in your, in your mirror, in your bathroom. Do whatever you need to do, but review them constantly. And remember, like I said, this is a work in process. You, you might need to change some, something as you go on, but you need to review them constantly so they're always in your mind. And number five, share them selectively. If you're trying to lose weight, don't share it with the person that wants to invite you to eat tamales every day. Or if you're trying to go to the gym, don't, don't share with somebody who wants you to spend all afternoon watching TV. Share it with people that is going to encourage you to achieve your goal, whatever it is, but it's not going to judge you by it, that it's not going to nag you with your goal, but it's going to constantly encourage to fulfill that goal. So that, all that is good. It's good information. I hope you benefit from it. However, I have to kind of evaluate the importance of all, all these goal setting. As I said, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and it's giving us a hint that it's very important. Now, James, on the other hand, in chapter 4, verse 13, says this. Now, listen. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carrying on business, and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more of this passage but I want to point at the fact that it's talking about making money. Why is he talking about making money? And the reason is because we have become used to use interchangeably the words money and success. We have put those together. So unless we have money, we're not successful. Now, there's so many ways to define success. These are some that I found. Success is having a place to call home. Success is understanding the difference between need and want. Success is remembering to balance work with passion. Success is knowing your life is filled with abundance. Success is learning something new each day. What is success for you? How you define success? Let me continue to read verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast on your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. I know that when I talk about all those goal settings, you're 
wheels in your mind were already spinning on the things that you want to accomplish this year. But now I give you this other scripture where it's kind of talking about the trust that we need to have in the Lord. And we have to recognize that appears to be a clash between these two principles. And we have to ask ourselves, where and how can I achieve balance? How can we make sense of planning and trusting God? So again, we go to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. In their hearts, humans plans their course, but the Lord establish their steps. Regardless how you feel of the sovereignty of God, I believe we reject or embrace God's sovereignty every day according to our own convenience. Let me give you an example. Have you ever heard a student say, man, I didn't study at all, but I pray and I did great. Have you ever heard that? I know some of the teachers over there are, yeah. And we do that every day. We, we kind of pray God to help us with this even when we have neglect do what needs to be done. A little bit earlier in the same chapter, Solomon says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Commit literally means roll, which means move or cause to move in a particular direction, turning over. Turning over what? Turning over our plans. Even before Solomon spoke these words, his father David in Psalms says, Psalms 37 verse 5, Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Trust. Trust means firm belief in the reliability, the truth or ability of someone or something. That's what it means to trust. You know which is the only truth I know? That God loved me so much that he sent his son to die for me, to give me life. What this text is really saying. Sometimes we think that what we that this text is saying, okay, Lord, here is my plan, now make them happen. That's not what this text is saying. What this text is saying is that we need to make our plans. And then we say, Lord, here are my plans, but I trust that you know better, that you know how to conduct my life, and I'll be okay. I have a journal that I started when I came to this country that I go to that journal once in a while to be reminded that I had a plan. 
I had my business. I knew I, what I was going to do. But everything that could wrong went wrong. I had a plan. But God had a different plan. But I had to trust God and say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. When we finished that um, Bible study that we did transform, we repeat over and over and over this verse. And I want you, I want to remind you of this verse once again. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 from the message version says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing you us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Now pull your car on the 2019. And I want you, like I said, this is for you. This is not for us. But I want you to think at least on one goal that you want to accomplish this year. Maybe something that you've been praying, so you want to continue. That's fine. Maybe something new. Only you know that. So I want you to put that goal over here. And in, in a minute, uh, we'll have some music. And I'm going to allow you time to come over to this altar and pray for it. You have your plans, but we can committed to the Lord and say, Lord, here are my plans. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about First Church and our ministries, visit us online at welovefirst.church.